Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell <no>. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to, to Marsha's Place. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. So hit that hashtag. That's the number sign for you old people. M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Yep, that's it. Join the conversation. Hey, what's up? Hey. What's going on? So today's topic is going to be all about Love. Love. Yay. Because it's Valentine's Day. Well, this week, right? Mm -hmm. This week is Valentine's Day. So, you know, we have some love birds on our show. (laughs) So do you guys have any plans since you guys are our official Marsha's Play couple for now? Mm, No plans. Do y'all have any plans? No. <laughs> We're going to see Black Panther. Yeah, that's this on week. the 16th. That's though. on the 16th. Yeah, that's still the era. era yeah. Time. So, no Valentine's Day plans? Not, <laughs> not as of yet, no. Dinner, movie. I'm not that. <laughs> I don't know. I like doing stuff, like traveling like and stuff. When it comes no to travel, like I don't know. Okay. I don't really like dinner and movie. It's like so basic, but. Right, so what are we doing that's not basic? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Or is it secret? Is it top no, secret? Uh, we don't have anything planned. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this sounds like a last lackluster or Valentine's Day for Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't have any plan because I'm single. <laughs> nothing like I plan no. on playing... Elder Scrolls. <laughs> so I fall asleep. No boo things. <laughs> no buddies. I might get some head or something, you know. <laughs> yes. But I mean, that's what every week. <laughs> right. That's important. It is self care. It yes, is important. It is. Absolutely. Self-love. You know, <laughs> orgasmic therapy. <laughs> right. Come on for orgasmic therapy. Exactly. You have to, you know. What did I wait? Speaking of orgasm. <laughs> Speaking of orgasm. <laughs> I th- <laughs> that was random. I think that, God, what was I talking about? Orgasm. God, we orgasm? About no, we were talking about, no, it's head. about orgasm. Get, get it's head. <laughs> God, orgasm? 
uh, orgasm. <laughs> I feel like if women had more orgasm equality, is that the word? Hmm? Not just women. Orgasm equality? You mean like for them <laughs> to, like for men to like. I'm talking about sister to women. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, it was transient too. That's why. <laughs> I feel like if cisgender women had more orgasmic equality, I think it would help. Um, how can I say this? Close the wage gap. <laughs> oh, Probably so. But <laughs> Like close the wage. I, I I think think about it. I think See. that if what, but what it was required. Simon, what do you mean by orgasmic equality? equality? So there is a or at, for cisgender women th- when it comes to heterosexual sex, uh-huh. there is. I do not think the amount of times that cisgender women come is equal to the amount of times that cisgender men come when they are copulating. Not at all. (laughs) I don't think that is. And I think that if it was required to close that gap when it comes to the inequality of orgasms, (laughs) I think that the bullshit niggas will fall to the wayside who have no skills, who have no nothing. Right. Yes, they just want to come in and out of your life. Yeah. Or, and just get there nut. I think if we close, I think those, the wage gap and the orgasm gap, if we close the orgasm gap, we will close the wage gap. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> just a not, theory. Believe it or not, it also happens in uh, cisgender on cisgender women, too. Like, especially if it's a stud, it'll be like, oh, you get your nut. I'm here to pleasure the lady. But yeah. isn't that? But that's like voluntary, right? Uh, not really. Not all the time. <laughs> but no, see, I, I know some studs that say that they like they're touch me nots and they don't want to be touched. Yeah, that's some. That's voluntary. But it's like you but talk about the ones. It's the expectation now. Oh. Yeah, to where if a girl dates a stud, it's like you do all the sexual work, uh, especially if they're not like gay, gay. And they attracted to the masculinity. Have y'all seen that video th- with the um, that stud talking about lesbian dictionary? Uh-uh. And he got the <laughs> he said he got the um, God, what's it? It's the studs and then the stems and then the no labels, then the films. And he was breaking it all down. He was like, um, if you ain't ain't no pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't no film. Right. You a no label. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It was funny. I'm gonna have to let y'all hear that after um after we get done with the show. But it was funny. Yeah, um so anyway, we're gonna talk about love and relationships and maybe some sex. I don't know, whatever we come in. <laughs> you know we always wonder you know, we always talk about sex on Valentine's Day. Somebody <laughs> should be getting a nut somewhere <laughs> romantic and special. You know, maybe this might inspire someone to have a nice Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, amen. So we want to talk about love in from the trans perspective, you know. Um, it seems to be much, 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 much more 
you know, difficult for us to find love. I know that, you know, these people with these great relationships in front of me and and elsewhere will make you believe that it's easy to find love, but it's really, really not. So for many of us, romance, for many of us, if you are in the cis-heteronormative world, romance is just a click away. You know, you can do a swipe on Tinder, <laughs> swipe left on, on Hello POF. Cupid, on POF. And, you know, find somebody that you may be romantically connected with. Yeah, you're going to run into some fuck boys, but, <laughs> or fuck girls, mm-hmm. but, you know, you might, you just might have a chance to find somebody that you can connect with, even if it's on just like a friendship level, but even though the point is romantic. Um, you just have a chance, but it's more often for us as trans people, way more elusive than that, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Lord, you could definitely, but you could definitely find somebody to fuck on those websites. There's especially always those are trans definitely especially <laughs> trans. All you gotta say, oh, you know, I'm trans. Oh, well, you know, I heard y'all y'all suck dick real good. So <laughs> what that hair do? We do, but I but I ain't gay, my nigga, so I can't fuck you. But you know, you can suck this dick. Oh, that is so funny to me. That is, that's what they, that's, that's we, what they do give that. Would, have you had any experiences like that when you were out of our relationship and you was dating? Um, I've gotten a lot of booty pictures from men. Wow. <laughs> Hella booty pictures. Wear it out. So. Oh, what? What You've never had ones that tried I've to actually, fetishize you? No, I've had a uh, stud actually hit me up in a sexual way. Like, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I want you to fuck me. Oh. So. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> I mean, some dudes would send me their dick, but it was actually more of their ass than anything. Wow. Yeah, right I know. Out. Weird, right? <laughs> no, because you. No. Like your you image is straight. So yeah. I can see you. Or let me see your people. dick, you know. Yeah, does that trigger dysphoria? Um, it just it makes me annoyed because I'm not used to people just coming on to me that strong. Yeah, gay niggas, gay <laughs> world, they don't give no fuck. They don't mind <laughs> throwing you a dick picture, throwing you ass picture. What's that? <laughs> what's yeah. that? What's that dick looking like? Yeah. Um, they weigh more, you know, openly and open. <laughs> open, clearly. Yeah, that's sexually. What they, they do. Um. <laughs> But cis ones ain't no better when it comes to the women. They don't mind sending you a dick picture. For no reason. <laughs> For no reason. Baby be in church. Ashy, ashy dick. <laughs> ashy dick. You know, Uncircumcised, discolored. Whatever. Have some. Sometimes it'll have some bumps on it. Uh. Or you like, so you don't know what that is, bro? <laughs> oh, 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 my. It's a mole. I had yeah. this since I was young. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of <laughs> oh. bullshit excuses like that. So, look, I was fucking with this nigga. <laughs> and so, this is our first time hooking up. So, I'm like, ooh, I'm about to, you know, wear it out. Da, 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 da. So, I get to reach in his pants and pull out his dick. So, I pull it out. It's big and cute. I pull it out <laughs> and I start squeezing it. You know how you kind of grip it mm-hmm. and get to stroking it a little bit? It broke. <laughs> Some pus came out. Some green pus, bitch. Oh. Oh Why did I know that? Some Why? green. Oh, that's not. Is that good that I knew that? <laughs> <laughs> Some green pus start coming out, and I said, oh, "What is this?" Mm. It was like it looked like film. You know, like like if you got a cold and it's oh, it and like you got snot. an infection, like a. Oh. 
Yeah. It was thick like that, too. Was, he was not what? as thick, but it was that color, like that greeny, oh. mucusy, yellowy. Ugh. And I squeeze it, and it started coming out. He was like, oh, oh, see, when I was younger... I had fell out of this tree and I had I had hit my balls, man. And so now that I'm an adult, every time I get an erection, like some kind of buildup come out from my injury. That's just, just wipe it off. You can go ahead and suck it. Oh Lord. <laughs> and that sounds like something he done pre-rehearsed and probably done got away with. So baby. You think that I'm <laughs> so foolish <laughs> that I'm going to let you give me this story and I'm going to put my mouth on your dick after some green, yellow music shit just came out. Baby gunnery in the throat. <laughs> Happy Valentine. <laughs> I said, no, ma'am. I said, baby, we're going to have to call it a wrap because this ain't what it is. I said, I know I told you that you was going to come over here and you was just expecting your nut and you were expecting us to wear it out. And I was fully ready and willing. But this situation right here, this story, this mucus and your penis has all turned me completely off. And I'm not here for it. And I know you may be mad. So I'm already in the back of my mind, ready to twirl if, if it's about to pop off. Because, <laughs> you know, when you take, a, they do when get you take like away consent, niggas get kind of crazy. I love Rapey. <laughs> a little rapey, but uh, I'm a almost six foot, big thick woman. You're not gonna get this. You're not gonna get this too Without easily, my nigga. <laughs> not too easily, my nigga. Not saying that women of that stature can't be raped. They can, but this one is gonna be real hard for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> real hard for you, bro. But it, you made me think about that when you said that. He, what you're saying. Them excuses like, that excuses. men come up with different, like, things. And stuff. Oh, that's just, I know what a mole look like, nigga. That is raised bumps. <laughs> that's genital words, bruh. <laughs> and you send a picture like, I'm going to ignore that part. <laughs> They'll send you ashy dick pictures next to Febreze cans, <laughs> remotes, <laughs> Sprite bottles. <laughs> Candles. Uh, candles. <laughs> Peanut oil bottles. Whatever. Soda cans. So it's funny to see that they sending you ass pictures, but they stay sending us dick pictures. But anyway, this article is basically interviewing trans people about their experiences. So I want to read some of their experience with you guys, and then you we discuss it. All right. Okay. okay. It's hard for us to know who and where other trans or queer folks are or people who can identify with or empathize with us in general. So when we do find someone decent who is attractive to us, we latch on to them so quickly. As much as it's nice to appreciate the small things as queer folks are, we often hold on to and put so much stock into signs of intimacy that are supposed to be basic foundations of relationships, such as holding hands, eating dinner together, which is understandable because, unfortunately, we rarely have access to those kind of affections. We become so grateful for those small things, which become dangerous, and why we fall into love so quickly into abusive relationships 
as a lot of relationships were from our look, if we look at the bigger picture and the larger signs, does the person really affirm me or validate my identity? Do we have similar goals? Is this healthy for me? Do they share the same intimacy capacity as trans liberation as I do? So, I thought this was interesting because I hear, for me, I hear, I see a lot of trans women with dudes who are like really nothing ass niggas. And and I'm like, God, y'all in this relationship, but you paying all the bills, he ain't got no job. Um, he just has nothing. He's bringing nothing to the table. Every couple of months, he's cheating on you with some training off of Craigslist. Mm. <laughs> or he's fucking your girlfriend. Your, or your girlfriends. Um, and then, or he's beating your ass, and then you taking him back a week later because he done said sorry. And then a month from there, he's back fucking some bitch from Craigslist. And I'm seeing these really unhealthy relationships, and a lot of times it's because of those little, the dude that they're dealing with this stuff, he'll do those small things like be out in public with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was something that's so normal to, that would be so normal to a cis woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God, you're out in public with me? <laughs> but for us, it would be like, oh my God, he's not, we he's value not that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We put stock in this, the most basic shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, he's holding my hand in public. Even though it's just... Oh, my gosh, she's looking at me. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh, she's looking at me while it's a crowd around. Oh, my God. There's people around while he's speaking to me. Oh, wow. That's so amazing, girl. Mia, girl, I met this dude. He talked to me in right in the middle of the mall. Girl, in front of everybody, bitch. In front he of did everybody. not care. He did not care. Really, girl? Oh, my God. Guess what? I, I He got my number, and he called me that same night. The same night? But the I, he same just night. wanted to fuck, huh? You know what? I just feel he just was so turned on me and, t- and it turned on by me. You know, I just feel like it just was a moment. It was passion. He's passionate about me. Oh, you know what? <laughs> he did speak to you in public, girl. So he could be. Uh, uh, I just, you know. And I think that's what happens. Mm-hmm. We take those little small things and over-exaggerate them because we get so very little of normal interaction. Mm-hmm. So, is it the same way with you, Z? Um, hmm, that's interesting. No, it's not because I I don't know. I think my problem mostly is I look for motherly characteristics in women. Like, very nurturing. And because I felt like I never really got that, but it's nothing like. Or, like, even sometimes I always felt like my body was like a. Like some foreign object. But it was nothing like. uh, I take. Like, I get excited over, you know, them wanting to hold my hand and stuff. But I get excited over wanting to, like, cuddle and, you know. Stuff I didn't really get as a kid. Mm. Yeah. What about in your romantic relationships pre-transition? Did y'all cuddle and hold hands and do all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we rarely kissed in public, though. Because mm. I was, like, ashamed because it's like, oh, I'm this girl and it's another girl. And, you know, I'm seen as a girl and I don't want to be seen as a girl. So it's just like I felt uncomfortable. So, 
Yeah, I would say with kissing is more like a treasure. Like, but it's like I don't know how to explain it. But it's not like oh yeah, we're kissing in public though. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's weird. <laughs> and I think mm, I don't know. I think girls are way more physically fluid in their affection. Mm-hmm. Like straight women touch each other's hair and um, kiss sometimes, hold yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. I see straight women holding hands in the straight club a all lot, right. all um, the time, all the time. Like that ain't. Oh, and they really look at each other booties all the time and touch each other booties. I'm like, you would never see a man doing that. Yeah, comfortability. <laughs> the touchy, the bound, personal boundaries are a little bit lax yeah, in women. Are. So I feel like it, you might not understand it. I know in um, in regards to how kind of our culture coming from where we come from, because mm-hmm. men are we aren't conditioned to be that affectionate with other boys. Right. <laughs> and when we do it, we're punished for it. Like, you don't want to be touching boys like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you, ain't you're looking at you, you know, you ain't mm-hmm. supposed to do that stuff. Oh, you ain't supposed to cry. You ain't supposed <laughs> like, it's just really toxic as fuck. Toxic as fuck, of course. <laughs> um, so that affection is real different out in public for us because it just doesn't, it just doesn't yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Way different. Do you, when you're looking to get in relationship, do you find yourself asking those important questions? Like that, like, like this person said, like, are they, do they, are they about that life, that life of trans liberations? Are they invested in that as much as you? Cause we talked, we just talked about people, um, kind of not looking past our transness, not looking past the freak, not looking past the alien, not mm-hmm. looking past the other, the taboo of it. Um, do you ask people you are dating, like prior to Z, um, do you ask people, do you ask people, are they invested in trans liberation as much as you? Is that something important that you ask men or you kind of feel like, oh, they're a straight man. I just let them be them. Um, I, I don't necessarily ask them mm-hmm. per se. I kind of ask them questions to give me an idea like, oh, you know, like, you know, when you're first talking to someone, hey, you know, if we went out on a date, uh, like, where, where, where would you want to go? And, you know, how do you feel about this? Like, how do you feel about holding hands? How do you feel about uh, intimacy? Like, what are your views on that? And based on their responses, you could kind of have an idea of what type of person they are. If they get to saying, uh, well, you know, all I like to do is just chill, and I'd rather just be in the house later. We can, you know, turn on some Netflix. You smoke. Um, but, you know. <laughs> that is the speech, bitch. <laughs> I know you have heard it because that is the speech. I just want to chill, though. Yes. <laughs> I don't really go out much. You know, I'm a homebody. But you look at their Instagram and they or they, they Snapchat the videos. And they wearing it the fuck out, bitch. They got bottles. They in sections. <laughs> but, you know, this because my homeboy came in town. I don't really act like that. Every week you got pictures of you out in different spots. Wearing it the fuck out <laughs> at, at, at the mall, doing this. But you a homebody, though. You don't really do sure, much. Sure, you ain't never be home. <laughs> right. Or I uh, ask them, like, how would you feel? This is something I do ask me. How would you feel if we were in public and we were together and somebody clocked my teeth? How would you feel and what, how would you react? Based on their response, based on that response, that's how I go about dating them. Give me an example of a negative response to that question. 
Um, I think they they usually always give me the the best answer possible because I'm pretty sure they'll be like, but the like I would stop fucking with them, but the worst answer. Yeah, because I can imagine somebody just giving you what you want to hear when answering. Yeah, that's that. what they usually they usually mm-hmm. give you what you want to hear. So how do you get to the real? You you do it. You go out in public and you <laughs> see what the fuck they do. The and if it's the opposite, so give me something that they do. Um, that's negative. That lets you know I'm not dating. Something this is again. negative that they do is <clears throat> if I'm in public. Okay, we go to the movies. Uh-huh. And the whole fucking time we at the movies, you either walk in ahead of me a little bit or you walking too far behind or you consciously like being aware of your surroundings. You constantly looking around. You know, you can't even focus on me or talk to me because you worried about who's looking or who's, who's looking, paying attention to us mm. or um, you can like um, have you ever been with someone and you could just tell that they're just nervous the whole entire time. Like they just they feel like. It just seemed like they're about to shit on themselves until mm. you get to a point, like a, a, a little point in the restaurant where it's just you and it's dim, and then they can find it kind of feel comfortable when they're away from everybody or you get to the movies and it's just y'all and they kind of get back to normal. But, yeah, that's that's one of those things. And then mm. if we go out in public and you just normal and you hold my hand, you make me feel like, okay, this is something that I regularly do. Like I'm not going to treat you any different Then yeah. And then you're going to think they're a trendy chaser. Um, <laughs> Is that we true? gotta test them in different ways <laughs> to prove that point. <laughs> That's when other tests are involved, bitch. You get the. I think I think I think I've experienced that too, but I've also experienced it. I don't know it. It this our experiences put us at a disadvantage, like because I don't like I have a, a, a kind of a a shady judgment of trendy chasers. It's like I want that balance that balance of i don't want you to be fetishizing me and way far over here trying to really literally a trendy chaser but i also don't want you to be a person that's been out there that's like oh my god i'm just this is just another tranny i'm conquering right and it's hard to it's really hard to 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 see that line because it's just like if you're not attracted to me, like in that ooh fetishizing type of way, I can't explain. Not to fetishize you, like ooh, I just, I just want some dick, or ooh, I just want dick and tits, dick and tits, dick and tits, yeah. dick and tits, ooh, dick and tits. But then again, I don't want, I don't want you to be all well, all my homegirls. I'd be like, hey girl, you see my boo, and they'd be like, bitch, I just got through. He just got through from getting fucked the other day, girl. Me he and came my homegirl ran a train on him, girl, bitch, you. <laughs> For $40. Aww. <laughs> Not gay for pay. We ran a train on here for $40. Yeah, years ago. He a freak, though. But he's so sweet. <laughs> you should date him. Go ahead, girl. Give him a chance. Yeah, girl. Well, he, no. <laughs> nah, I'm cool. <laughs> so, I don't know. And that's a part of me feels like that's kind of hypocritical. Cause I've been a prostitute before, so it's like oh, I don't know. So it's I don't know. It's that it's just super super hard to date or whatever in our particular position. Um, the next person, I think I said that person's name's wrong. So the next person, this is their experience. So, so this is the funny part. This guy, I can get can get past me being trans, but even then, 
you still end up discovering they're a horrible person. Get this. He was two hours late. We were texting back back and forth about how he was running late. But then suddenly he stopped responding to me for like 40 minutes. I'm waiting at the bar. Like, okay. She was like, okay, I'm done. So I'm about to leave. And he calls me like, I'm here. I'm having issues now, but I'm here. That's what he tells her. And I thought to myself, whatever. Should I go back? Okay, why not? So she went back. He was a pretty cool dude, but in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but think that he was doing this thing that a lot of heterosexual cis men do, which is usually what I date, when trans women, where they set up a date and look from afar to see if you are really what they're comfortable with. So what they'll tell you to meet Mm -hmm. them somewhere and then watch from far away to see if people are clocking you and teasing you and seeing if you are the woman, if you're passable. What? Yeah. That's happened to me before. Uh And they're just chilling, Mm -hmm. waiting to see how people are interacting with you. You'd be like, where are you at? I'm here. Like, what? You know what I mean. So we did two, so we did two and a half to three hours of drinking and I said, I hope to see you again. He said, yes, of course. So I thought, okay, he's still interested. And then he goes on to say, okay, well, let me know. And I'm thinking like, mm, no, you should check up on me. Does he, you know, let me know or whatever. He didn't even text me again or even text me to see if I got home safe. He didn't send me any other text message or phone call ever again. Just ghost me. Oh, damn. So. She should have just kept going, just kept walking and left. When she clocked to you. That first time, yes. But also, I've never been ghost like this. I've never been ghost in this way. But I have been where we go on this date and we, the initial conversation was about us getting to know each other and growing from there. Mm -hmm. But once we go on this date, like this one date, any hookup after that is about being in my house and us fucking. Mm-hmm. Any hookup after that is about is the conversation go to sex. It doesn't go to getting to know me anymore. It doesn't go to now it's like, so if I if I wanted to hook up with you, what all you like to do sexually? It does go to that. So so shit, do I, man? I'm so, tired for so you. <laughs> I am. I'm so tired. You, so if I hooked up with you, I gotta suck you off too. Oh man, I don't know if I can do that. But shit, you so pretty. I guess I could try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that and that's what it inter- I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We done skipped all the other stuff. We done skipped the second day, the third day, the talking about life and experience. We done skipped all this directly to go to whether you going to suck my dick or not. Mm-hmm. And you questioning it. Like mutual, for some reason, first of all, the fact that we're having a sexual conversation is annoying. <laughs> this early, you know. But the fact that you are negotiating my pleasure as if that is not the default, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> my nut is the default in our casual sex. Mm-hmm. That is, it's not, it's not questioned. It's not maybe I'll do it if I've never done it before. It's nigga, you gonna make me nut or we not fucking or we not What's doing the point nothing. Of it? What's the point of me being in this situation with you if I'm not nutting? 
however I want to nut. Right. Now we even, can. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No. I don't even feel right if I'm fucking somebody that I love and they don't get their nut. Not even think about love. Think about dating. Uh, even that. I don't <laughs> feel right. If I'm sexually attracted to you, that's if I don't default. pleasure you, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's the. Like, nigga, that is. Nigga, any exchange, if you take your car to the the mechanic, mm-hmm. what what are you taking your car to the mechanic for? To fix it. To fix it. What do you expect to do for the mechanic for him to fix your car? Pay him. Pay him. Those are like normal default situations. You have the skills to fix my car. I pay you to fix my car. Like, that's, that's normal. <laughs> when you're having sex, two humans... I come, when we talk about orgasm equality, this is what I started about. I come in the situation expecting to get my nut. Mm. You come into the situation expecting to get your nut. When we agree and give consent that we are both going to have sex, we are both expecting to get our nut. Mm. However, now how we get that nut may be different and we negotiate that. But nigga, you are sitting here. We both have penises. You sitting here acting like you don't know how a penis works. Right. <laughs> you know how, my penis works exactly how your penis. We may like get played with in a different way, but you rub and stroke and wet and tight this motherfucker. It's going to nut. <laughs> Just like yours. So you know how a penis works. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't be talking to me if you wasn't somehow okay with that, me having a penis, because if you, right. it, you would just leave if you wasn't okay with that. Or you wouldn't even talk to me. Or you wouldn't even talk to me. But what yeah. you think is, well, maybe she's really trying to fit this woman role and she's only going to do all the woman stuff. You know, let me stick my dick in her and she sucked my dick. Because there are some trans women out, out here like that. Yeah. That sacrifice their nut because of, oh, I want to feel like a real woman, and I don't want to do any of that manly stuff. I don't even want them to see my penis and because I'm a real woman out here. <laughs> I'm a real woman because I sacrificed my nut for this identity, for this man's comfortability. <laughs> no. I'm a real woman because I don't want to use the body that I have that to get sexual pleasure <laughs> uh, for now if I'm a post-op you know yeah. so th- there's trans women out here like that and it's okay to be like that do your thing if of that's course. how you want to be do your thing but me I use my, the body that I have right now to get sexual pleasure and if you are invited to my bedroom if you are here and we're saying hey we're going to do it then we need to have some negotiation. We need to talk. Hey, so this is what I like. I like getting my dick sucked, and I like being fucked. I actually like to do everything, but those two things are, have to be a part of the sex. I have to get some head, and I have to be penetrated. Are you down with those things? If not, then you don't need to be in the bedroom with me. I don't care how pretty you think I am, how womanly you think I am, and how, oh, my God, you need to just, you 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 said you're a woman. Do the woman stuff. Okay, that's fine. I'm a trans woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with trans women, sometimes, not all the time, they come with penises. And to make me nut, you got to deal with a penis. Or this ain't the kind of woman you want to be with. You want to be with a cis woman because they have pussies that, you, that you're used to dealing with. 
But you know, some cis men don't even like eat pussy. They don't even like being dealt with it. And some women are like, we not fucking, I'm not giving you head. We not fucking unless you give me head. Yeah, so I they negotiate the same way. Exactly. So it's com- the de- but the default is both of us want to get our nut. Mm-hmm. So you're not about to come to me and negotiate whether I get my nut or not. Meaning, and I get my nut from head or sticking in some booty. <laughs> That's how I get my nut. I had, because you have a penis, you know how a penis works. <laughs> so a penis works either, and you're not about to jack me off. I can jack myself off because I get that a lot. Oh, I ain't going to suck no dick, but I'll jack you off. <laughs> I can jack myself off, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I got two hands, and they're right. rather sizable. <laughs> I could put some oil on them and go ham. I don't need you for that mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> That's just like uh, someone helping you masturbate. Like, so I'm about to get shave my legs, get all smooth and sexy, put my little landing strip on my cooch. I'm blending strip on my cooch, put my little sexy neg- negligee on, get all oh, oiled up, ass, ass looking fat, to get you, to wait for you to come, to, uh, to get on the phone and explain that you got to park on the top level so you don't get told in my apartment complex, <laughs> direct your ass all the way from the top level down to my apartment complex, get you in here just so you can jack me off? <laughs> what? Boring booth. <laughs> Boring booth. Just so you can jack me off. You ain't no. had nobody switch up on you. Y'all, y'all negotiated your terms, came to an agreement, Absolutely. and they got down here and was like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Absolutely, and that's the end of it. Go home. We don't do nothing. It's nothing else. So you got me all the way over here, and you're just going to tell me to go home? But no, you switch it up. I said I was going to get, but also, this is also what I tell them, too. You have to give me head first. Mm, first. Because they will do that. Right, because you're not about to let me suck your dick. And then switch it up on me. No, you have to give me head first, and then once I nut, because I'm I'm also not one of them people that once I nut I'm done. So some people once they nut they done and they tired and they don't want to do nothing else. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the type that once I nut, that first nut is love. And usually by t- when, when you plunge me, if you last long enough, because sometimes, <laughs> a lot of times, shit, they don't last long <laughs> enough. But if you last long enough, I can masturbate myself while you plunging me, and I can get my second nut. So really. In the process, I'm getting too nuts. <laughs> so and, it's um, not equality. <laughs> well, it's equal <laughs> from their standpoint. <laughs> they got their nut. I got my nut. We both please. <laughs> Nobody is on zero. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, cool. So it, for me, I'm not about to go through all of that just for you to jack me off. So they'll give, they'll give me all that kind of conversation. But I never had them ghost me to the point. So, I, And I say all of that to say this. I haven't been ghost to the point where people never have talked to me again. I've been ghost in the sense that the relationship situation is out of the window. But I still want to have sex with you because you fine as fuck. You a thick red bone. Yeah, you a tranny, but that shit's sexy to me. And blah, 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 blah. So they give me all of that. I'm trying to think, have I ever been ghost? My men, the way my memory set up. Because <laughs> you were smoking. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. Like, if they bullshit us, I try not to remember them. Let that negativity be in the past. That's probably why. Mm. Baby, 
I, I don't want to halt the conversations, Z, because I'm going to keep going, so I'm going to want you to add to the conversation. Because <laughs> I got so much to say. What you want to know? <laughs> no, anything. Like, so I my ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. we was together. Now, mind you, sometimes other good things about you can outweigh me not getting my nut. So, for example, my ex... He didn't give me no head, but that coins flowed like a water faucet. Yes, a water faucet. <laughs> Anything I asked for, I could get it. Mm. Anything I, hey, I got some bills coming up. Can da 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 da? Sure, go to Western Union, pick it up. Oh, I send it in the MoneyGram. Oh, I transferred it to your account. Oh, da, da. so my nut was going to spend them coins. <laughs> 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 so it balanced out. So it got to the point where, you know, I was making a little bit more money for myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> them coins ain't making me happy no more. <laughs> yes, I can still get some from you, but I'm making a I little bit really more coins. I don't really need it. And so now we having this boring ass sex. And I'm like, this is my lay. So I started complaining about it, not wanting it. And so he started to be like, well, oh, ah, man. I feel like you're going to cheat on me because you did it. I said, well, baby, if you're trying to please me, you got to do some other stuff. And that's one of those things is to give me head because that's what I like. Baby. <laughs> he called himself giving me some head. It was the worst thing ever. And not worse because it didn't feel good. Worse because he was... <coughs> <coughs> Oh, wow. That is so dramatic the whole entire time. Really? I can't do this. Really? Going to to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom, spitting in the toilet, coming back to try to continue to suck it. Uh, All this up. You ain't even deep throating it, and you choking and shit. Like, nigga. Like, it, this ain't even sexy no more. Why they be fronting like... like <laughs> fronting that. I'm like, nigga. Like, really, I don't even want it. Like, I don't even want to fuck no more. Like, this, you done turned me so off. Like, I got the most repulsive... <laughs> you Now you're making me feel disgusting. <laughs> when I know... You done ate some pussy. <laughs> right. And, and I know you done did some, ate some, you done ate my ass and ain't got no choking. <laughs> I feel like that's worse. <laughs> so, nigga, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, I stopped fucking with him. Like, I said, I really want to have sex with him. So, finally, we got, he got a little hotel room. We had drove out to San Antonio. And he, this is the first time. He doing it like he got some fucking sense. <laughs> and, you know, it make me nuts. So I'm like, yes. Well. <laughs> but I'm like, see, that wasn't so bad. 15 minutes later, going into the bathroom, spitting in the toilet. Not even throwing up, just spitting. Just spitting. <laughs> Nigga, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> why, you, why you didn't tell me you was going to come? Nigga, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, wait, so you didn't tell him? No. I don't oh no, that's shame. <laughs> that's shame. Did you How's know? That shame? Girl, you know. Well, if you ever had some semen in your mouth before, uh, that doesn't matter. It has a what film penis, afterwards. What do penises do when you stroke them and suck them? 
They lubricate. They they definitely pre They pre-come and ejaculate. That's the point. Isn't ejaculation the point of sucking a dick? Or no, fucking... No, you're supposed to tell so, somebody. So, you know it's coming. Yeah. You know some cum shoots out. So, I don't need to warn you that it's happening. You know that's what yeah. happened. That's a hazardous <laughs> hazard of sucking dick. Getting cum in your mouth. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, I think that's so shady. <laughs> like, so, what? You should have said something. And this is another thing. Niggas do it to us. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. They won't tell you when they' about to shoot. So fuck it. You're getting them out for the come today. Oh my god, <laughs> today. So, <laughs> so I feel like that they'll try to make the, they'll try to negotiate sex like it's like my coming is not the default. Um, when you say, well, if you want sex your way, can I get some money? Then they want to call you prostitutes, but nigga, you want me to use me for my sex. Prostitutes get used for sex, but they get paid for it. But they be like, but I just took you out the other day. We went and we ate at the five-star restaurant, and I paid about $60 for the meal. That and is so nice. And then I took you here, and this came out to about 100 So I ended up spending like $200 a night. What you mean? I got to pay for sex? Are you serious? Okay, well, if we was going to negotiate money, then you shouldn't have gave that 200 to that 60 to this place and 100 for this place. You shouldn't have gave that $200 to to those businesses. You should have gave that $200 to me and told me up front that you wanted me to fuck you for that money. <laughs> That's what you should have. If this is what we're, if you're, if this, the dates were you trying to get me to fuck, give me that money. That $200 could pay my phone bill. That $200 could be this on my rent money. Some, a percentage of my rent money. Give me that particular money. If this is the negotiation for sex, then hey, give me that coin. I need that coin. Let's negotiate it. Hey, don't give. And you probably could have got it off cheaper than that $200. <laughs> if this is what you wanted to do, you know, say it up front. If we're negotiating sex for these goods and these these things, then I'd rather have my coins. I'd rather you give me the coins than give it to um, Red Lobster or, <laughs> or somebody, whoever you gave the money to. Give it to me. Right. So, next scenario. This is a trans man. Yes. Gen non-binary. Yes, he's non-binary trans person. He says, even in some queer relationship, there is a reliance on black and white ideas of gender and what those expectations entail. Mm -hmm. I once dated a queer cisgender woman, and she used to say things like, oh, I'm a woman, so I'll go get the groceries. She expected me to walk on this side of the street, which comes from that antiquated idea of masculinity on who is the protector. And as a non-binary, agender trans person, I felt confined to this rigid performance that didn't reflect really who I was. With my new partner, I feel completely loved, validated, and appreciated as I am. We paint each other's nails, split everything 50-50, cause it's just like that. It's like, who cares? My current partner and I really make sure to steer clear of any imposing sort of gender norms on each other and on our relationship. So do you guys feel <coughs> a pressure to fit a binary gender norm? Yeah. I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't really like it. Cause I'm that girl, I have been like, Z, you, you supposed to walk on the other side of the street. Or is he supposed to do this? Or, mm. or I'm a woman. I'm supposed to do that. I have done that before. I don't mm. want all I have. How does that make you feel? Mm, 
I don't like it because I don't. I feel like I'm with the person, not really what gender they are, if that makes sense. Even though I know I'm with a woman, but it's like I don't think like that. I think of in terms of me and what I like. So I don't really be like, oh, a man does this. Or sometimes when I try to fit into that that box, it makes me feel some type of way. But if I don't, and I don't, like, I'm just me. <laughs> so in a way, it does bother me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just, I try to, let, like, come to a, like, I'm, I'm used to it, so it don't make me feel like, oh, if you if we d- if you do this, then we just can't be together. Like I I like to make the other person feel comfortable as well. So like if you want me to do some things, I'll try it. I'll be willing to try. Like you know, I can't knock what I don't try. Oh, I didn't know you felt uncomfortable about it. No, I don't feel uncomfortable, but it's just like I don't care for it. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> that's uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> that's, it's okay to say oh, that you feel uncomfortable that. about oh. it. What else did you know for the day? That's true. Like, if you saying you... Yeah. Nothing's bad. wrong with that, really? though. Yeah. Oh. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Y'all know it now. Y'all know and y'all can discuss it. Do you... But... Hmm. <laughs> As g- girl children... We're conditioned, girl children are conditioned to be people pleasers. Mm-hmm. Very They're much conditioned so. to, especially, that's the old school way of thinking, let me make my partner happy. You don't think that that's like remnants of that? It definitely is. And it's not <laughs> saying that you don't want to make your partner happy, but I'm talking about in unnecessary ways, in accommodating things like that. Um... Silly stuff like we just was talking about, these boxes. Um, in a way, I would say I don't I can't really differentiate dif, dif, differ differentiate. the <laughs> Yeah, I can't get it out. <laughs> I can't really differ it because I know my personality is mostly like a people person. Mm-hmm. Like um No no no. People person is different than a people pleaser. Oh, okay. Huh. So think about that. So why th- now we'll turn it, I'm turning to a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so Mia, why is those old school antiquated boxes of chivalry and masculinity? Why is that important to for you in a relationship? Why is it important for a guy to walk on this side of the street and do these manly things and be this manly box? Why is that important? Um, I think because I put myself in some of those boxes. Mm-hmm. Th- some of those woman boxes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So I think I, I've, I've thought about what boxes women should do, and not about what boxes, but what women should do and what they shouldn't do, and um, I, I guess I'm kind of like you know, like this is what we should do, this is what we shouldn't do, but like, however, I'm not a type of person. I'm not gonna try to make someone be who they not naturally. Like, I, w- I want to have an understanding where, okay, you know, this is not who I am. This is who, like, if we talk and, like, Z tells me, hey, you know, this is not what I want to do. This is not who I am. This is not the mold that I'm trying to fit. That I can definitely be understanding because I don't want to make someone be something that they're not. Like, it's like trying to change somebody to some to fit some type of mold when you should love somebody entirely for who they are. Mm-hmm. But... But is your action reflecting that openness? 
Is my action? You just sat here and said when this conversation started that, you know, sometimes I say stuff like that. Sometimes I say this stuff like that. So that means your actions and your expectations are saying one thing, and then but you the the answer you just gave is saying another. It's saying I'm open to this person being themselves, but my action is I say this like I oh you should do this oh you should do, my expectations of you is this. Right, no, I'm. I say that I'm expected of certain expectations or for them to do certain things. But I'm like, if you tell me, hey, you know, this is something that I'm not okay with, or this makes me uncomfortable, I'm understanding, and I can, I'll accommodate you. Okay, you know, this is not something that you want to do. Okay, then let's let's see what makes both of us comfortable, and we can mm. go on from there. Like, I'm not trying to force nothing on someone. So then I'm understanding. Like, I'm like I'll present an idea, but if you're not for it then you know just let me know that's and that's all about communication and that's something Absolutely. i've been working on a lot okay. yeah. in our so are there boxes that are non-negotiables like it so like a, there's a that's a <coughs> negotiation you feel what i'm saying so like if you say oh z you're supposed to um walk on this side of the street mm. and z says I don't really think like that. I just mm. I just walk on whatever side that I fall on. It's not really that big of a deal. So in that moment, you have expressed these expectations, and he have let you know that I don't really think like that. And then you're saying that you're gonna be like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, cool. So is there any that? So that's a box that you could get over. Yeah, that fits that. Is there any boxes of of your image of masculinity that are non-negotiables, though? Oh, like holding the door open. So um, are those, though, is that one that's of them? That's one of them. Um, um, just, like, stuff that I feel gentlemen should do. Like, just... Um, <laughs> so what happens when Z, there's something comes up that is a non-negotiable that G, Z says that about? Says, oh, I don't think like that. I don't. That ain't me. So then what we have happens? To work something out. So what's the workout? If that's I don't your know. Ex- we ain't got to that point yet. <laughs> 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 Y'all have to work so it out. So think about that because something may come up. Something small that may be seemingly small to you, and maybe a non-negotiable to you, or something that is, and it could be vice versa. It probably more likely won't be because you seem like you're a pe- people pl- people pleaser. Mm-hmm. But like we're both the said. same way. That's the thing. I'm okay. not, I'm actually. I think it's not so much that I'm a people pleaser, but I'm used to being submissive because I grew up the baby, mm-hmm. and the baby does everything. The baby takes out the trash. The baby does all the work around the house. The baby. What baby? What baby, what baby house? Is your done. house is the baby <laughs> used to get to do whatever the fuck they no, want to do. No, in my me, house they did. With me, my sister. I don't know. I guess I'm. I'm grateful for them to like kind of put that. In, "Quote unquote masculinity responsibilities on me, but it's more so I'm I'm used to being you know pushed around <laughs> in a way, so I kind of oh, no. just you know I kind of just be like okay I go, I'm a go with the flow type of person anyway, and uh you know I like trying different things, so I don't really have boxes to be honest. Okay. The only non-negotiable for me at the moment is I'm not doing anal. Like that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So, not the eye roll, Mia. Ah, stop telling people that. Don't listen to Diamond. Not the eye roll. Oh, okay. We're easing into. So when you, okay, so when you guys were here, we easing into more people pleasing. 
<laughs> that is funny. Anyway, we got to, oh, why we did you bring that up, Z? We about to get up Ooh. out of y'all business. I'm just saying. <laughs> About to get up out of y'all business. Oh so in y'all previous relationships, let's go there. <laughs> <laughs> so in y'all previous relationships, did y'all feel like a pressure to fit this mold? If you were in, um, just to fit a mold, like I just was talking about how guys feel for me, they'll feel like I have to act a certain way in the bedroom because I am quote unquote playing the woman role. So um, do y'all feel... Like, y'all had to fit these boxes and pretend to be cis heteronormative. <laughs> How so? Oh, okay. Well, um, I, I just, like, cis heteronormative. Cis heteronormative. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess I did. Um, I felt like women were bottoms. And they weren't masculine. Well, not masculine. They weren't uh, dominant. They were submissive. They they were supposed to do what the man says. We're all southern tight tees. And then, um, cause I at one point I don't, I, don't, I said in the uh, one of our past shows, and it was at one point I used to tell guys um, <clears throat> that were new to dating trans women, cause I that's what I always used. That's why I used to always get guys that were new to it, or so they say. And I would be like, um, when I was younger, I was like, well, you know, I know I'm not a woman, or a, a, a cis woman. I don't have a vagina. And I know that's something that you really, really like. So I don't mind you, you know, you know, having you a piece here and there, as long as you're loyal to me, type tease. And that... Lord, I remember that. That was my <laughs> high school mindset. <laughs> You can have, you know, I know since you straight, you have to have a cis woman. I didn't have, cisgender was not a part of my vocabulary oh, my in neither. high school. I was just trying to be <laughs> correct, politically was, correct on You can have a real woman and, you know, just don't mess with nobody else but me and her. <laughs> I remember those days. Continue. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. There, there was some, I guess, th- I think that's about it, really. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's it. Mm, with me, I mean, from default, you know, I, I lived as a stud. So from default, this stud is supposed to be the dominant one. You know, I felt like I had to fit those boxes. Well, I still do. I still feel like, but I'm, I don't know. I'm more open now. But um, before, it was like I kind of just did everything. I was used to not getting my pleasure or my side of the coin and, you know. But now I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm more open minded, I guess. But I don't I don't know. I didn't really have struggles with that, though. Mm. I didn't have struggles with who's going to do what, because, you know, I still got head and, you know, stuff like that. And sometimes they would even offer and I'd be like, no, 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 I'm dominant. I'm not supposed to be letting you eat my mm. pussy. So <laughs> that's still a box, though. Yeah, it is, but I unfolded that. Now I'm just like, yeah, I like that, so, you know. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember I, it wasn't, I used to have, I think that we are affected by 
this romantic love image that the movies give you. Like, you just gonna find this dude or this girl. And I know it's fake. (laughs) (laughs) But back then, I did it. I thought that I was gonna find somebody that looked past all of my transness, that was gonna see the woman that I was, and fall in love with me because I'm smart, I'm sexy, I got some good ass, and I'm gonna suck the fuck out of that dick. <laughs> I'm a freak. I'm willing to do threesomes. I do. I I can do all of this good stuff. I can cook. I can cook my ass off. My family from Mississippi, so anything you can kill, I can cook. I can skin it, clean it, and cook it, and make Come it on, taste skin delicious. Skin it, clean it, and cook it. I can do everything. No. Um, I can sell you some clothes. People don't know that, but I can sell you some clothes. I can do your hair. <laughs> I can do so many things. My only negative is I'm not the cleanliest person. I don't do a lot of house cleaning. <laughs> but other than that, I got you covered. So I thought, you know, if I find a nigga that like to clean and I do the rest. <laughs> that you was a match made in heaven. I was a match made in heaven. I thought that was going to, you know, I thought that was what was going to happen. And it did not. It I, I grew up and I learned that no, they're gonna want to enjoy your body. They want to do all those tricks. You're gonna get a lot of practice before you <laughs> find your husband. <laughs> You're gonna get a lot of practice here because most motherfuckers is gonna want to fetishize you. And you know, I thought that that box, that box of womanhood, is what I wanted. And it, and then I learned that. No, nah, it's just not. It's not going to happen for you. It doesn't happen for cis women like that that easily. So it's definitely not going to happen to you, an outliner. And I wanted to talk about um, something that I, I learned on the Black Joy mixtape this, this week. Um, Cecily, they had a guest, a guest on their show named Cecily, and she was talking about fat girls and how, you know, people will always tell you, you know, oh... Just wait, the right person is gonna come along and they're gonna love you for all the wonderful wonderful things that you do and the special person that you are, that wonderful person that I see uh, the Lord is gonna come and bless you. Positivity, da, 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 imagination, all world. this crazy stuff. <laughs> and you know their intentions are good and to make you feel good, but she said that script ain't made for us people that are outside of that heteros norm. Mm. You know, it's not made for fat girls. It's not made for trans girls. It's, na- it's not made for dark-skinned black girls. It's not made for trans men. It's not made for gay folks. It's not made... That script of love is made for cis heteronormative people that fit the perfect little image. It's not made for us. So the rules that you're trying to talk about, just wait for it. It will work for you. (laughs) That does not apply to us. It's not just wait for it. Right. It's just not right. And I thought it was a beautiful, um, a beautiful, um, beautiful statement that she had made. And I hadn't realized that, you know, fat girls went through some of the similar things in that regard. Like I know that there's, I've heard fat girls tell me, you know, niggas try to hit me up at three o'clock in the morning and just to fuck and try to hide me and keep me in the closet too, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just cause I'm fat. And I, I realized that, but I didn't realize some of the things that she pointed out, like from the violence to, um, you know, just that whole fake ass experience of people coming saying, "Oh, it's gonna be okay," mm-hmm. you know that shit. So I didn't realize that they experienced that too, and how silencing it is. Mm-hmm. How you really just trying to tell me to shut up? 
Right. <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about it. It'll be okay in a positive way. And you and you blind to my real experience. You blind to my life experience on how how society is really stopping us from getting love. Mm-hmm. It's right. really these rules and this patriarchy and this racism and all these systems of oppression that forces people to look for lo- love in these specific type of boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm stops us from getting love because we are so far out of those boxes. Right. Wow, I used to have some patty boxes. But me, as a hopeless romantic, I have to say, (laughs) 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 there's one for us in the world, I believe. Sometimes that one with you could be your kid, your soulmate. It could be, not not in that weird way, I'm saying it could be your kid, your... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your face, <laughs> your face got my words jumbled up. <laughs> okay, I'm saying sometimes your soulmate, your best bestest friend in the world could be your sibling or your kid. Like you'd be like, oh, oh. this is what I live for. This well, is what I'm talking life. about love. Oh. That's love. <laughs> I'm talking about romantic love. Get plunge love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, not platonic love. I think it's easy <laughs> for us to find platonic love because we yeah. can, we can find it in our friends. But I'm talking about you know that physical that connection. different type of this nigga right. said when he said you can find it in your kids. I said what kind of incest? <laughs> incestuous bullshit he talking? About? <laughs> so yes, of course we can find love <laughs> and that kind of platonic relationship. But I'm talking about that you now. <laughs> We need intimacy. I did say hopeless romantic before I said that <laughs> exactly. statement too, so that was confusing. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I, and, and so that brings me to the last part of our conversation. Do you think that people, trans folks, are eliminating um, other trans people out of their equation? I think. I think so. Yeah. Definitely, because I got in that box. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I got denied by trans women, and never got denied by cis women. Mm. So I was like, "Come on, privilege." Mm. Yes. <laughs> so I thought that was Must interesting. Be nice. Well, besides Must Mia, be nice. but all the trans women was like, "Baby, what?" But I feel like it's, it was at a time where I wasn't, I mean, where it wasn't as open-minded and a lot of trans couples wasn't really out there as much as they are. So, like, opening up the the perspective. Because some of the positive things about being with a trans person that I would think is that, you know, there's a certain level of understanding that y- y'all both come in to the door, bring mm-hmm. to the table automatically. Um, like a, a, a big level of comfortable comfortability. Big level of comfortability, like yeah. like those moments that you have, like I was saying in the restaurant where you're with someone that's always, you're not sure if they're kind of embarrassed to be there or if they just worried that somebody's going to see them. Like when I'm with Z, like I feel so comfortable. Like I don't care what people are thinking. I don't care if somebody, because cause when you're out with somebody that's heteronormative, you like, oh my God, please don't let me get clogged. Please, I don't want no scene to be. It's no scene to happen because if it happened, this might deter him and this might ruin his experience. He might not want to fuck with no other trans woman again. But like when I was. Yeah, you don't feel like we like when you dating a guy like the whole trans community is at risk. <laughs> like, oh, if I fuck it up with him, <laughs> right. he ain't going to never date no trannies. 
<laughs> they off the market. Like, oh no, he go he gonna tell his next one. No, no. <laughs> I, I was with one, and <laughs> they he he her down. <laughs> oh no, it was so embarrassing. When um <laughs> when I came into a relation, like uh, as far as dating a trans woman. I had the expectations of, oh, no boxes. Like, we both will kind of see that there really is no box. Um, that's my expectation. So I get frustrated whenever boxes are put in when it comes to me and Mia. Because I'm like, we can't ever fit those boxes. What kind of boxes? Mia, he's bringing up the boxes again. <laughs> I hear this. Let's, let's name the boxes in. No, I mean, like, those those heteronormative boxes. Like, a like man is supposed to do this. A woman is supposed to do this. We won't fit that. Well, we can if we try really hard, but <laughs> we're just like, I feel like we don't have to be ashamed of who we are and try to fit some boxes. I, like, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's me. Okay. For me, thinking it's not like me feeling ashamed of who I am. It's like some way of normalcy. Now, I'm not saying that us being together or trans woman and trans man isn't normal, but, like, um, I don't know. It just It just seems like that would be... Define oh, normal. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, just yeah, I'm yeah. trying to make it sound right, and I'm putting <laughs> it right was, back into a box. You was going down <laughs> to that rabbit hole. <laughs> I was like, ooh, how's she going to pull herself out of this? <laughs> Never mind. Take it back. <laughs> Stop these motherfucking boxes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, lastly, what do you hope for trans people or yourself um, in your future of love? Hope for trans people? Trans people and yourself. Um, that self-love will always come first. Mm. Never last. So that's the real meaning of love. What? Well, not the real meaning, but that's the most important part of love. The most love. important love, yeah. Because, yeah, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. Oh, it's so, so hard for a trans person to love themselves when they're coming in flawed. Right. So. <laughs> but you got to get over there. Say. You got to work through your shit. That's a, work through your own shit. Before right. you try to find love, you got to get you. If you got some mental health issues, get some therapy. If you <laughs> right. got some issues, before you start trying to find something in another motherfucker, heal, heal yourself. Yeah. Take some time. And that's what I had to learn. Because when too. I was younger, <laughs> be, having a man was a part of my validation. That was a part of the validation of my womanhood. Mm -hmm. It was. It wasn't about oh, I want love and mm -hmm. I want somebody to spend the rest of my life with. It was about what kind of woman don't have no motherfucking man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. wow. What kind of woman are you if you ain't got no man to say she mine? <laughs> mm -hmm. What kind of woman are you? Like it validates my womanhood. Some for some hood ass nigga to be like, oh, that's my girl. Like, <laughs> if I got this man uh -huh. saying, I'm his woman, I'm a woman. You see what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> right. and, that's and it was childish, but right. that's what I thought. So I had to work through my own fucking shit. I had to heal myself through those bullshit-ass boxes. Mm -hmm. I had to heal myself and heal my mind and really think about what is important. What do I really want love for? 
what is love for? What does it look like for me outside of the image that is given to other people? Right. Because right. that's what it was about. It was right. like, ooh, can I walk out the street with this dude and he be this big, black, masculine, nappy head thug? Because that's why I was, it's a part of who I was attracted to, too. Mm. So I was attracted to anything that was opposite of feminine. So tall, dark, 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 dark skin. Um, nappy hair, you know, those white supremacy image of what is feminine, what is not feminine. Those Eurocentric beauties creeped into my taste in men as well. So I didn't like them curly head, light skin, pretty boys. That was nowhere near my type. I wanted you to be as black as possible. I wanted you to be as tall as possible. I wanted you to be as big lip, big nose, nappy hair, all those things because that was masculine to me. Those was a masculine thing. So I was attracted to those dudes who most people weren't attracted to because most people were attracted to those pretty old, light-skinned, mixy, they was attracted to that. And so I liked the opposite, but the reason why I liked the opposite was because it was still rooted in problematic bullshit. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It was rooted because I felt like that was the most masculine, the most... Um, less feminine things. So if I had somebody that looked like that, that was by my side, mm-hmm. it made me look more feminine. It made me be, a, you get what I'm saying, more womanly. Mm-hmm. And so I had to fix that shit. I had to fix it and really look past it and really see what I liked and who I liked and what I re- what did I require in love that had nothing to do with how other people perceived me. Validation in who I was. Mm-hmm. So fix your shit. So I think that was All beautiful right. when it comes to self-love being the most important love. Right. So you got to start with yourself and loving yourself and knowing yourself and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Because mm-hmm. you'll know what you like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what you, what, what, quali- what qualities you'll look for in a partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what about you, Mia? What was the question? What do you wish for trans folks when it comes to love and what do you wish for for yourself when it comes to love in your future um i just i want to convey a message uh like with the love that i have with my partner um i just want people to know that you can love anyone that you want like just be you like you don't you don't have to fit like certain standards. They don't have to fit certain standards. You don't have to put people up to different molds that they don't fit cuz you you might find that person that fits all those that's tall, that can't be too short or all these different criteria that you give them and you might not even find love, but you just accept it because that's what the mold that they fit. Right, but it's fake as fuck. Mm. It ain't real. Yeah, I think I I think I that I was in that situation too where I found this dude that fit that perfect look. He wasn't a pretty boy. He was straight. He was all this kind of stuff and end up cheating on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> end up being late. <laughs> end up being, you know, just a wackest ass motherfucker. Um broke my heart like nobody ever has or ever will ha- or has ever. You know, because he fit that box and I was willing to settle for that box and was wi- was willing to make it work. However, even took him back after he cheated on me. 
because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was in the in the moment I felt like, "Oh my god, please. He had cheated on me and I'm sitting here begging you to stay with me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What? Like how did I how did this switch?" Baby, that's what happens when you're in love. Yeah, I'm like, like, "How did this switch? I didn't even do the wrongness and I'm the one on my knees begging you to stay because <laughs> I didn't know what to do after because, like, what am I? I fit, you fit this perfect mold that everybody sees, and you know, you do this wonderful things. These wonder, I, you did these things like hold my hand in public, and be affectionate with me in public. And I'm like, oh my god, how do I go back to being fetishized after this? <laughs> and you know, I so mm-hmm. I foolishly put myself in a in that that kind of humiliated position. And it still didn't work. It didn't work. And our love unraveled, even though he came back. Our love unraveled, and I didn't love him no more. And I might have should have left him then, because I ended up cheating on him and falling in love with another nigga, because our love had unraveled. Mm -hmm. I no longer was in love with him. So, yeah, you could have that mold, and it just not work. When I could have just picked somebody that loved me for me and compromised with them. Mm-hmm. Even if he was short as fuck, like a leprechaun. Yeah, I d- I have a fetish for short dudes. <laughs> really? They, if they have a big penis. Oh. So. <laughs> well, that's what did you know for today? Yeah, my my ex before me was short. He's, it's I think it's like really a fetish though. How tall was <laughs> he? He was like five six. Weird out. Yeah, it was kind of mm. um. It was the first time I dated somebody that short, but his penis was just as equally wonderful. <laughs> Baby, so. if, if the shoe fits. Yeah, word up. <laughs> we the same height laying down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> so what I wish for um, trans folks in love, and um, I wish that we, God, you're kind of hitting the nail on the head. Um, we have more self-love, of course, as he said. And other people respect our love and respect our ability to be loved and be more open to loving us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No matter what, you know, um, look past the what society told you is real and look into our hearts and f- and be able to love us and be able to see the humanity in us and be able to appreciate all that we bring to the table and love us for who we are outside of our dick and balls and tits Uh or vagina and top surgery or (laughs) whatever these things that you expecting from us. Look past that physical and look into our heart and love us for the person that we are, Um, you know, and help us go through this journey in growing with loving ourselves even more. Um, for myself, I hope that I have somebody who is making some damn coins because I'm too young <laughs> to be in that broke love. I mean, I'm too old to be in that broke love. I mean, no, you got it right. The uh, first time. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to be with no more broke motherfuckers. What's broke? Broke is you don't have no fucking job. You can't keep a job. You you just <laughs> lazy. You not bringing nothing to the table. Like when you get older, stability becomes important. Mm-hmm. I can't be homeless. I can't be wearing about this bill and that bill and da 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 da. I need somebody who can come into my life and be and add to my stability, and I add to theirs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
I used to, I used, this is another bullshit thing that I used to think. I used to think that if I found somebody broke and built them up, that they would be more loyal to me. Mm. Oh, I thought that one. So I never was, I never was no trick. Like I ain't never give you no <laughs> coins, but I always had my own apartment so they can come live with me. I always had, um, I always got them made sure that they was fly and made sure their hair was cute and I paid all the bills. Mm, You could do all them things and they still... I used to be that girl. (laughs) Um, And I thought that you would approve, that people would appreciate it Mm -hmm. and... Show you more love. Be more loyal, show me more love. Nope. That's the worst feeling Uh to put yourself out there like that and, and and think that by helping someone or just Loving them for where they are at in the moment in their mm-hmm. life instead of disregarding them like, oh, you ain't shit. Like, mm-hmm. you ain't never going to be shit. I'm going to just go find someone else. Mm-hmm. And thinking that, that you being loyal to them when they don't have nothing, that they'll do the same thing once they're on their feet, baby. Ooh, you, you get them fly and get them beat. Bitches start paying attention and they start cheating. That's it. <laughs> no, sh- <laughs> no shame. That's what it is. <laughs> so once I learned, I used to learn that, and I learned that I, as I'm old, as I got old, I learned that I, I'm not willing to accept somebody like that anymore. You have to bring something to my table because I'm bringing mm-hmm. something to the table, and so you have to you have to bring something to the table. And so my love includes somebody who's financially responsible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want somebody who's financially responsible and secure, and I want somebody who is just as fluid as I I am mm-hmm. that is dedicated to trans liberation, whether they're cis or trans, whoever I end up with, a trans mm-hmm. person or a cis person. I can see that happening with a cis guy, though. You could. For some reason, I can see that happening. I'm, run, I'm not, not, not running. I'm, I keep running into some that I think I like, and then when we get to know each other, it's whack. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's... Uh, I don't know. If we'll see. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we we'll see. see. <laughs> so that is the show for tonight. Hold on. Before we exit out the show, what, what are you doing for Valentine's? Oh yeah, you did say you. I'm going playing. to see Black Panther with you, motherfuckers. Y'all got but y'all tickets? Um, we were supposed to be finding out what time you was going tonight, and we ma'am. Look, and we're going to look once we in seven or ten o'clock. I think it's seven thirty. It's it's only two showing times, seven and ten. I don't know then, so I, I have to look at my email. So anyway, <laughs> let's hang this up. All right, y'all, bye. Bye, bye y'all. <laughs> well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all.